Welcome to Conversations with Leaders, where we talk with cloud leaders from commercial enterprises to the public sector, hearing their perspectives on innovation at scale when it comes to people, culture, and organization. So I'm here with uh, Hank Kunin. Kunin? Yes, correct. Okay, very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us for our Conversations with Leaders series. Uh, and I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. So can you share a little bit about uh, you know, your background and NXP? Yeah, first, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Hank Koenen. I'm uh, located in the Netherlands, working for NXP Semiconductors. And I'm heading a cloud center of excellence in NXP. And uh, quite excited on that one because uh, I started just in that role three months ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's so, really exciting. So, so tell me about this Cloud Center of Excellence. What, what are you, where are you going with this and, and how do you see it? Now, if, if you look at NXP, yeah, NXP is really, uh, NXP Semiconductors is making uh, semiconductor devices and really focusing on, on the edge computing as it is called today. Okay. In the past, it was called the Internet of Things or the, the Smart World or whatever you call it. Yeah. And um, those devices, they obviously sense, they learn and they act, but they have to interact with the cloud. Right. And in order to get that in control, that we, we as an NXP, we said, hey, we need to have a central team, a global team who is coordinating that. One from a risk perspective, uh, from an enabling perspective, uh -huh. and obviously from an innovation perspective. Got it. Yes. So and speaking that's of, role. okay, that's a great role. So speaking about innovation, what's the most exciting thing you're working on right now? The most exciting thing, um, now that's obviously working together with the business. Yeah. I, it's not focusing on, let's say, migrating the traditional IT applications and lift and shift them to to, uh, to the cloud. That is not the focus. It's okay. really to work with the business together to enable new products for NXP by enabling that in the cloud. Got and it. that is perfect. It's a real triangle working on one hand with the customer, on the other hand with R&D in NXP and with IT. And a triangle, as you might know from the mechanical world, that stability, and you should always work with three people together. <laughs> okay, I like it. <clears throat> so how do you uh, inspire innovation then uh, in, in this triangle, in this world that you're, you're creating? That's a good question. Uh, the first question, what is innovation? Okay. <laughs> so what is innovation? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was expecting that one. So uh, innovation is basically everything what is new compared to what you did to the to the normal life, to the traditional traditional thing. Um, how do I inspire that in the team? Is first of all, accept that people do failures. Okay. But learn from that very fast. Do a failure, be proud of that you have done the failure and learn from that one. And then the secondly is uh, bring in all different people together from competences, whether it's from HR, whether it's from finance, whether it's from IT, whether it's maybe from, I do not know what. Mm -hmm. Bring those people together and have in good Dutch a kruisbestuiving. I do not know the word. Kruisbestuiving. That's German. <laughs> oh, well, I tried. Kruisbestuiving <laughs> okay. and, and then things happen. Then innovation okay. starts. Okay. Then innovation starts. And okay. build, uh, sorry to interrupt you, on the technologies which are there. If you look to NXP, yeah, NXP is an, uh, an, uh, a company of, of uh, 30,000 people, okay. 10,000 engineers, and engineers know everything better. Of course they do. That is their role. So, but you have an engineering culture that's solid and ingrained in everything. Exactly. And uh, you should also convince those people that 
use what is out there. If you look to Amazon, they bring a lot of new, uh, we, we heard it uh, during the keynote, all the new things they bring on uh, machine learning. Mm -hmm. Why should you think about machine learning yourself and not use what is out there? That is the real challenge. Interesting. And in a, in a strong engineering culture, how do you get to the point where you can actually say failure is okay and I can learn from it? How, does that, how did you make that transition? That's a really good question because that is a tough, that's a tough transition because who is going to admit that he made a failure? Mm -hmm. And uh, that also means that the management, in this case uh, of the leadership uh, in my, uh, my role or other roles, that they are open if there are failures, just say, I'm happy and do not shoot him <laughs> in, in, in good Dutch. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a difficult role. And uh, we are working already for two years on that one. Just to be open on that too. In good words, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, three times five I, root cause analysis. Be very uh, proud on it that there were uh, failures. That the CIO, my boss, uh, Oli Hipa, just tells every month in the, in the, in the monthly uh, town hall meetings. Mm -hmm. We have some highlights and we have some lowlights, but the lowlights are there not to blame, but just to learn. And so it, it really comes from the, from the leadership. From the leadership, yeah. <clears throat> and have you had any organizational changes uh, as you adopt these new technologies? Yeah, uh, what we did, uh, so in the past, uh, we had a development team and an operational team, mm -hmm. a big wall in between, and now obviously it's black and white. Uh -huh. uh, and we brought those teams together. So we, 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 we went from an, uh, a project organization to a product organization. Wow. Okay. And uh, we very rapidly learned, uh, because when we made that move from the organizational change, the people who were working in development, they said, oh my God, so I will be called in the weekend if something goes wrong. Yes, you <laughs> will be called in the weekend. But after, let's say two months, the, 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 the major problems were solved because they immediately know how to solve it and they focus on the right topics. And, and, and that is essential. Bring those people together. And did you see a quality improvement because of it? Because if I'm yes. getting called at three in the morning, I'm going to try to make sure I will never get called in the morning. Exactly. So if you look at it from an, an, an stability perspective mm -hmm. and a performance perspective, it was an enormous step up, an enormous step up for the end users. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was beautiful. People are also happy, by the way, oh. because also even the developers now know what is really going on in operations, uh -huh. the other way around. Okay. So that's... A big step. And so <clears throat> when you've gone through these changes, obviously you, you did this because you want to get faster, right? You want to have maybe better resiliency. Uh, so how do you deal with this new pace of innovation? Because you're, you're going a lot faster than before. Has that changed how you do business and how you operate? Uh, just to understand your question well, um, what do you mean uh, innovation bringing in new IT services? For, in, for instance, right? For instance. But also for taking product ideas to market faster, just that that change in pace. Yes, that that's definitely changing in, in pace. Right? So, first of all, I'm in the IT organization, so we are bringing IT services to the internal mm -hmm. NXP community. That's our end users. That goes much faster, but on the other hand, it goes also with less disruption. Oh. So, in the past, when we brought in a change, hmm, we had sometimes two to three days recovering period and 
that is gone. So the change now happens either in the weekend or on, on, on Friday afternoon or on, 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 uh, on Wednesday afternoon, whatever. We plan for the change and there are no disruptions anymore. I could even say that for 90% of the changes which we are doing, uh, they go disruptless. And that's, that's amazing. Quite, that's quite good. That's that quite good. good. And what I mean with disruptive, that there's no downtime anymore, planned or unplanned. And purely by bringing the development teams and the operation teams together. So <clears throat> obviously this transformation <clears throat> that you went through, was that embraced by everyone or, or was there some, some difficulty in getting there? What was the journey like? Uh, if you're talking about the change program, uh, it was a tough one. Okay. It was a tough one. Uh, a number of teams, they were very open to that. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with the age of the people. And mm -hmm. sometimes I say, hey, more senior people, they are against it. Mm -hmm. But it had more to do with uh, the willingness of the people to make it happen that they uh, I, I always uh, try to make an uh, an analogy uh, to uh, the 30s when it went very bad in the economy what did they do in the US let's build the Empire State Building mm -hmm. let's build something big something to look to in the long run uh, if the team see hey this is the long-term ambition where we are looking for and the management supports that then they go for it uh, some people were a little bit uh, reluctant because they had the feeling that if we move in this direction that they, uh, they would lose their jobs. Right. And how did you get them over that fear? Uh, at the end of the day, it's just continuing because I strongly believe uh, at the end of the day, nobody loses his job. Right. Maybe his job will change in terms of payrolls that he will move to an outsource center. Mm -hmm. But in my total career, I have never seen that I had to make somebody redundant due to the fact uh, by moving to another way of working. If he, he or she does not perform, that's not a discussion. Of course. That's not a discussion. But uh, I have never fired somebody. And uh, by just making that clear to people that it will not happen, and you should convince and just talk to people. And sometimes you have to bring them in other roles. Right. It's uh, very important that you change uh, the teams very rapidly. I'm a strong believer that you uh, should have every four to five years another role. When I started my first, when I started at Philips Research, that's a long time ago, I, uh, then I had to come in. And uh, yeah, probably we are at the same age, uh, but uh, I had to come in and then I had a handshake with HR. And the first thing uh, HR was telling to me, hey, Hank, welcome in Philips Research. Within five years, you have another role. <laughs> and I was coming in in that company, was thinking, hey, I have a, a role for a lifetime. Right. And that was a big message for me. So it's always a good message. A yeah. good message. Yeah. And I'm now a strong believer, switch every five years to a new role. Whether that role is another team and doing the same assignment, or whether it's a complete new role, that's another thing. Right. That's really important. That's really important. Obviously, growth uh, is yeah. top of mind for almost everybody, all this, the CEO in particular, right, and the CFO. But uh, how do you communicate new, uh, your digital policy and your strategies as a lever for business growth? How do you communicate that into the organization? And in, in, in this case, particular to the senior management, mm -hmm. Um, well, 
the CFO is obviously where is he interested in, hey, on one hand, can I make more revenue? On the other hand, can I reduce my, uh, increase the margins? Right. So if you look from a digital perspective, uh, uh, for instance, in this case uh, to Amazon uh, and, and working with Amazon, you can uh, digitalize your operations mm-hmm. and digitalize your operations basic means reduce your operational costs or increase your margins. Uh, and that is then, the CFO is always in favor of that one. <laughs> if you can reduce money, go for happy. it, do it, <laughs> he is happy. Uh, when you would like to go create more revenue and especially SIT by introducing new uh, business models, mm-hmm. The only thing, if you go to the business and you go as IT alone, it does not work. Right. You should always go, in, in the case of uh, NXP, together with the product lines or the R&D community and IT, make a joint story. We believe that we are going to be make a business in this area mm-hmm. and therefore we need IT and therefore maybe we need cloud computing or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is the, the, the real story when you go to the CFO. Go jointly to him, IT and the business together. And let a preference make the business the storyline and not IT. Uh, the other aspect where the CFO is looking to, in the case of NXP, he not only looks to the money, but he also is responsible for the risk. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> risk is, I would say, three years ago, cloud was, hmm, is it secure or is it not secure? I would like to make a statement that uh, in these days, uh, the cloud environments, whether it's Amazon or Azure or Google or what have you, is maybe as secure as our own data centers. I'm not going to say that they are more secure, but you can read between the lines. (laughs) Fair enough. As you know, Amazon has this core fundamental leadership principle of being customer obsessed, right? Everything we do starts with the customer and we work backwards from the customer. So how do you encourage your team to get stay close to your customer? All the initiatives, what in my team, whether it's my direct team or my, my virtual team, I do only initiatives when there is a real product owner and the product owner is out of the business. Mm-hmm. If there is not the value stream which is recommended by the business that it adds value, then I'm not going to start that initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's maybe another way as Amazon is doing this, but I strongly believe that you, you should have somebody out of the business who can explain this is needed, what IT is doing for us. As an example, uh, I learned uh, during the keynote, well, Amazon has... a big value proposition around uh, machine learning, mm-hmm. real growth, a great story. So if somebody uh, in uh, NXP is coming to me, hey, Hank, uh, can you enable for me an, uh, a server with uh, GPU capacity? And I say, well, I think this is the wrong question. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Amazon and see they are much higher on the stack that you can really use the machine learning uh, things. And uh, in that way, I try to, uh, to, to work on the right topics. So only if there's a business question and the rest of the questions, I will not uh, take serious. <laughs> Let's see. Love it. Yeah. 
Well, Hank, I really, really appreciate uh, that you took the time for this meeting and the, the chat with us and explain what NXP is up to. And you're doing some really amazing work. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me.